rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, guys, what the hell is going on? My name is Tara Devlin, and this is Unapologetic Liberal Talk. Wow, the room looks very yellow. Wait, I know why, because I have this light on. I was doing some videos earlier with the green screen, so I had the light on. All right, let's turn that off. This is unapologetic liberal talk on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, and humanity. And yes, it's 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you're on listening tomorrow on Progressive Voices or any other time, that really doesn't matter to you. We have been recording the show around 8 p.m. Next week, it'll be back at 8 p.m. I apologize for the time fluctuating, and I thank you all for your for your flexibility. I thought, um, okay, I need to do the show earlier today. I hope you all understand. It's, it has, I don't know, you know what I mean? Just become a patron and then we'll be able to have a daily show at a set time and we won't have to deal with this crap. But we, uh, I got to, you know, it's more important that we do the content and have the show. So hopefully um, you guys understand uh, the show was originally recorded uh, at 6 p.m., but then it changed, and now it's, I mean, it's really, I know, I, it's not good for <laughs> trying to build an audience. So, All right, listen, listen, listen. I'm, I'm incredibly alarmed. I don't know about you, but we are, I, actually, the video I was doing, that's why I had the, the light on, um, was a video about... Um, the modern once again the republicans are trying to they're they're making a they're trying to make a martyr out of ashley babbitt so i was doing this i'm going it'll be posted later another small video just to drive home the point they're not backing down and the the that the martyrdom this the uh, the attempted martyrdom of ashley babbitt is just another box that we can tick off to to point to the fact that the Republican Party is a fascist party. If it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a duck. They are following the fascist playbook. And we need to be incredibly alarmed and also motivated to do something about it. That's why when I thought about what am I going to call tonight's show, I thought, a republic, if we can keep it, despite the Republican Party, so despite today's GOP, because that's what we're up against. We're a, a relatively new, constitutionally limited democratic republic. I mean, we really are in the scheme of things. And we've already been through a civil war. Uh, we've been through a cold civil war. And now they're gearing up for another civil war. Now, I, you guys who watch the show understand that I'm all for whatever. At this point, go Galt. Get the F out. I'm really kind of sick of it. Don't you think that, I mean, here's the thing. So to, to point to, to, to just put a pin or whatever, put a fine point on it, that if you take conservatism to its ultimate conclusion, you will get... Uh, you will get fascism, right? Conversely, if you take 
liberalism to its ultimate conclusion, you will get communism. Today's Republican Party, they're trying to, trying to, um, well, we've, they've been doing this forever, trying to get the, the dumbasses of this country to think that anything that isn't a tax cut for the 1% or a de- deregulation of corporations, if, the, if it's not allowing corporations to use our America the Beautiful as a toilet, then it is co- then it is communism. When that's the furthest from the truth, regulating corporations is not communism. It's not Marxism. But this is what they're trying to insinuate. And it's all to throw us all, all, all the dumbasses, off of the case or off of the trail of the fact that they're the fascists. They are a, a fundamentally anti-democratic, the small d, democratic cult at this point. I, I, let's, let's, I'm sorry, I'm stumbling over my words. I know, haikus in this chat room. Original time. It feels so weird, doesn't it? It does, and that's why people are probably like, what? What the if? Yeah, next week it'll be back at 8. So we have to have a conversation, all of our, all the listeners who, who join in on Saturdays for the live show. What time would you guys really prefer this stuff? Is it better at 8 p.m.? Send me a message. Let me know what you think. I guess we can't please everybody, but I thought I would... I I thought I would I have to do the show early tonight. I was able to do the show early. I wanted to get back to the original time because also I thought maybe we would if you do it at a different time you might pick up some new viewers or listeners, you know, you might be, throw that hook in the water in a different part of the lake, so so to speak. So, um yeah. Well, thank you Haiku. I'm feeling very very lonely now. Usually the on Saturdays the as soon as I start the show the chat room fills up, but now it's I guess everybody is going to be surprised that the show isn't on at 8 and I feel bad about that. But what can you do? Become a patron at patreon.com/taradevlin. That will help us have a daily show at a set time. That's all I can say. At this point, I can only do the show, you know, when I can do the show. I try, I'm trying. I'm trying. Because this is what is required to push back. At, it's not just, you know what? It's not about, at this point, just saying push back. It seems so feckless. We have to get the message out and sp- spread, well, counter the lies of the, of the right wing. They're not kidding around. I was just, I mean, I know I'm a glutton for punishment, but I was just watching CPAC. Just dip it in to CPAC to see what, what the fascists are talking about. And actually, let me play a little bit. I just saw, I think he's still speaking, but I, I grabbed this clip of Glenn Beck. And he's giving them some kind of, of uh, some twisted history lesson. You can call me at any time. We'll give you all of the names. There's hundreds of them that are first black Americans. These are the first black Americans uh, to serve in the House of Representatives. See, he's giving them a history lesson. He's trying to tell the the dummies that America is not um, a fundamental 
a fundamentally racist nation by sh- by showing them pictures of the first black legislators this uh, after after the civil war during reconstruction yes we had black legislators and they were um systematically drummed out of government when the conservatives got back in power when the the troops were pulled out of the south because of the compromise of uh, 1872 which th- they this is where we go wrong we ha- we compromise with human rights with uh, we compromise with conservatives and they're not interested in democracy so once the troops and reconstruction active reconstruction that's what was going on actively trying to make a more perfect union in spite of the filthy fascist racists who had committed treason. And they, and that's what happens. It seems this is what happens with conservatives, and this is why we're in the boat now. We're still fighting this civil war because the conservatives never, they never have to atone for their treason. They get to go home, they get to keep their horses, they get to keep their land, their firearms, their sidearms. Oh, go home now and be good boys and girls. And that's basically what, what they were charged after the Civil War, when they surrendered. And that is, in itself, exactly why we're here today. And then in the Compromise of 1872, uh, same thing. They were the compromise. What it was Lincoln, who who Lincoln's vice president, who became the president after Lincoln's assassination. That whole team of rivals BS that bit us in the ass because his his team of rivals. He was a an unabashed racist who. Okay, had no problem. As soon as Lincoln was before he was even cold, that was the end of reconstruction. We the writing was on the wall. And this is the problem. We cannot compromise with snakes. A snake is going to be a snake. You can't compromise with people who have no no interest in democracy. So that's what he's talking about. Oh look, here's a cup here's a picture of black legislators and they were republicans at the time because the republican this is his point too. Guess what party they were in? The Republicans. Oh, wonderful. You know, because it doesn't matter what something is. It, it, what is. it matters what it's called. That's the whole, um, you know, infantilism of the Republican Party where, uh, you, so what? Lincoln was a Republican. Um, this ain't Lincoln's Republican Party. And the first black legislators were Republican. What would, what would they be today? They wouldn't be Republicans. That's for sure. I mean, maybe we'll have a few outliers like, you know, like uh, Uncle Tom, whatever the hell is not Uncle Tom, Uncle Tim, you know, what's his last name? Now it's escaping me. Tim uh, Scott. So that's what he's telling the dupes. He, and all right, I just want to let's let's play a little bit more of this. Did you? Do you? Did, were you taught this in school? Because I wasn't taught any of these. Taught things what? In that school. there were some. I wonder. I, there were some black legislators who were t- uh, systematically terrorized into submission after uh, Reconstruction became a proactive initiative. 
and the KKK basically terrorized, uh, committed a decades-long, well, a hundred-year-long terrorism, domestic terrorism against this country? See, were you taught this in school? Yes, it's such a nefarious thing. Oh, well, if they have, um, if the Republicans have their way, nothing's going to be taught in school. Because you can't talk about it. Like you can only show them a picture of black legislators who were uh, obviously, I mean, it's a heartbreaking photo. Uh, not a photo. Well, is that a photo? Yes, it is. Uh, excuse me. It's heartbreaking because you know the, the context of it. And after the fact, their, their service their, they, was completely, um, you know, turned into what we have today they were drummed out of government they were i mean i don't know the the specific tales of those particular men in that photo but he's not what 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 is your point you're showing up it's like this is what they do an out of context photograph to prove what that america is not a fundamentally racist country is this what you're saying um, okay, that's what we're talking about when we talk about critical race theory and all that. We're trying to have a discussion about the duality and the contradictions in, inherent in our founding. Yes, all men are created equal, written by a slaveholder who also wrote uh, about um, the, the horrors of slavery while owning slaves. So um, there's a contradiction we can talk about. It's it's there. It's so it's so infuriating. All right, keep going. Wonder why? Oh, we'll get to that. Yeah. Oh, why? It's I wonder why you're not being taught that. It's some photo that is a a moment in time. Now, if there were how, how many black legislators followed those men? Zero. Zero. So. Well, gee, what could have happened there? You see what I mean? Just show them a photograph. It's uh, that is what they do. Arguing by meme, arguing everything is out of context. They want you to be stupid. Oh, of course we had we had some. Look, America's not racist. There were some black people in government in the South after the Civil War. Well, what happened to them? What happened to Reconstruction? Tell them that story. And who was it? Was it the progressives? See, it wasn't the conservatives. Conservatives were the ones who were holding on to their human property. It wasn't the... It was progressives. That's, that's progressives who fought, bled, and died to overthrow the institution that the conservatives were clinging to. That's conservatism. You never add conservatism to, um, to democracy. I mean, de- conservatism is a fundamentally anti-democratic ideology. So I don't care what, what, what he is uh, pretending. This is what gets me insane. They rewrite history. Of course they do. This is what fascists do. And it's, uh, it, makes, it makes it that much harder to have a functioning country that works for all because you have these little uh, gnats and uh, and termites 
in there, just taking a grain of truth, but completely making it uh, just fit the facts around the policy. That's what they're doing. Here, here's a picture. Just like, uh, I guess, um, you know, Colin Powell had a, a drawing of Saddam Hussein with some with a uh, some place that was supposed to be where they were making weapons of mass destruction. It's the same thing. Fitting the facts around the policy. Oh, here's a picture. Here's an out-of-context quote. And here's something. In fact, oh, you don't have some, a, a quote that fits the facts around the policy? Make it up. Just make up a quote. That's another thing. I can't tell you how many spurious quotes I've received from right-wingers. Here, like, trying to negate something, some point that I'm making. Well, did you know this? Uh, uh, All you got to do is take, spend one half of a second in research to figure out, no, that quote never happened. It never was said. I, I can't tell you how many quotes I've had. It was some. There's a quote about supposedly um, from Thomas Jefferson talking about how uh, we need guns. Uh, what no country can be free without being armed or some bullshit. And they, it's completely made up. There's a whole section on the Monticello website about spurious quotes from Thomas Jefferson. Where, where are they being generated from? It's not coming from the progressives. They're doing, they're, it's coming from the fascist bastards who don't, they, they don't like democracy. So the thing is, they hate democracy and they're trying to make it fit around their ideology. And here, let me, let's continue a little bit because he says something that I really want to unpack. The other thing is, you know, we all just worship these white founders, and these white founders are just, oh, gosh, they're white. Oh, is he, they I mean, he's supposed to be? They only cared about themselves. Saying Thomas that. Thomas Jefferson right? all men are created equal. When he knew that blacks were being enslaved. Well, this is the. This is an engraving from I guess this is the uh, white is anxiety the, lecture. Um, copy the Jefferson's poor put upon white privilege crowd. The first crowd. draft of the Declaration of Independence. Okay. It is quite something. If you've never heard me talk about this, buckle up. You're in for us. You see, he's supposed to be an expert. He's he's positioning really himself as an expert. Is, it's just like now if you're editing somebody else's document. You know how it comes out and it says, you know, John just edited this and put this line in. That's what this says, except it's in quill pin. Here it says, B. Franklin, and it shows what he changed Ooh, wow. in his own handwriting. This is J. Adams, okay. what he changed. What struck me about this was in the usurpations part. Oops, sorry. Just a quick update. The the Declaration of Independence, all you have to know is it's a great breakup letter. That's, that's really, a, it's, it's, it's a right. Dear George letter. I'm sorry, we'll get there in, you know, in a minute. <laughs> you leave your underpants around. He's not looking it's, too good, Glenn Beck. Really- He's looking a little pudgy, don't you think? Hold on, I'll be right back. This is Tara Devlin. 
All right. This is Tara Devlin, Unapologetic Liberal Talk. We are listening to some of Glenn Beck's bullshit lecture on, um, I guess, uh, I I think, I don't don't know what the lecture is titled, but the point of it is to exonerate the the nation i suppose uh to, to prove that we're not a fundamentally racist country this is their new um bugaboo and it's another example to tell you the truth how they hate this country they cannot accept this the the realities of this country and but that's how you move forward look at like look at what happened in south africa it's not like they said well Okay, now uh, we're going to uh, eliminate apartheid, but we're not going to talk about it, and we're going to pretend that everything was fine. It never happened, that this country wasn't a fundamentally racist country because of some out-of-context quotes or whatever they can find to fix the facts around the policy. So this is what he's doing, which is it's disturbing. That's exactly what every fascist movement does. They cannot take the realities of democracy. So whatever. We want to make a more perfect union. We know we, it's, it's part of maturing. It is part of having a functioning democracy. To, it's like have, being a functioning human being. Like, for example, in recovery, I've talked about being in recovery before. It's what you do. You take a searching and fearless moral inventory of yourself. What's working? What's not working? Obviously, it's, it's not working. We have insurrectionists storming the Capitol. We have fascists spreading the big lie. So what's not working here? Something is wrong. Can we discuss it openly? Could it have anything to do, perhaps, with our fundamentally systemic racism? The fact that we are a nation of immigrants and a, a nation of people who can't stand that fact, that don't have the maturity to, to stand. I mean, they, that's what it takes. It will take maturity, and it also takes dedication. Because you have to be, in order to live in a diverse country, you have to have a level of maturity where you're not, uh, you know, legislating against people you don't want to have power. This is what we're up against. Okay, let me, we're not going to stay on this all night, but yeah. Not me, it is you. Um... So that's the first thing, but we did something different. We started it with, look, you don't even know who we are. We, we believe in something entirely different than you. So we start with that. Okay, here we go. We hold these truths to be self-evident. This is our mission statement. This is what we say, we're breaking away from you mm-hmm. because we're going to create something that nobody has ever done before, where people are at the head. Not the government, not kings. Okay, you see that? Where he's full of he's full of shit right there, fixing the facts around the policy. So the government is uh, the enemy. So the founders fought a revolution against the the king and his aristocracy to create uh, no government. 
to be, to create an uh, uh, an enemy. The government is the enemy. Is that the point? The people are in charge. Yeah, we the people form a government. The people see that they. This is what they do. This is what fascists do. They take a grain of truth. It's it's exactly what Tucker Carlson does. What they all do. They take a a little bit of truth and then they add all their bullshit and their their agenda on it. The founders fought a revolution to create a government of by and for the people. That's not not to create a government, uh, no government. And but this is what he says. He just slips it in to the conversation. We're overthrowing this government, so we're going to have people in charge, not the government. Well, how do you have people in charge? That when you have what a bunch of what, sovereign citizens? Is that it? That was the whole problem with the Articles of Confederacy. There was no unity. There was no control. Everybody was doing their own thing. And that didn't work. You need to have a, a you need to have unity. You need to have a set of rules. And that's what we were doing. That's what the founders did. They put together a set of rules that oh, well, in a country that had overthrown a king, and was founded in the liberal age of enlightenment from the from the writings of Locke and Rousseau, so we can form this union, not to so everybody can just do their own effing thing. What's the point of that? We did that. We already did that, and it didn't work. So this is what they're trying to say. Because you know what you know what conservatism is. All right, I'll get hit, I'll get him off the screen here. It is the search for the superior moral justification for selfishness. They don't, they, they want all the benefits of civilization, but none of the responsibilities that we have to each other. That is the bottom line. And whatever they don't like or whatever, whatever makes a more perfect union, they won't see it's all right for them if they are taking unemployment insurance or socialist security or um, whatever it may be, um, riding our socialist roads and drinking our socialist water. They want that, but they don't want anybody else. They want to make sure that those people, uh, whoever, you know, usually it's those with darker pigment, that they know their place, that they're not voting for Christ's sake. You know what struck me today? I, um, I was watching MSNBC in the morning and you know what's going on in Texas. They're, they're at it again. The Republicans are trying to usurp to, to stop people from voting. What does that say? They're, uh, they're following the fascist playbook. We, they tell you right to your face. The famous clip from Paul Weyrich the founder of the Heritage Foundation that Tom Hartman plays all the time. We don't want everybody to vote. Our, uh, you know, elections are not won by uh, popular vote. I'm just um, reciting it from memory, so it's just paraphrasing. And in fact, our leverage in the elections go up as our, um, as the voting populace goes down. That's what he says. And how many of you have the goo-goo syndrome? Good government. You want everybody to vote. 
I don't want everybody to vote. That's what he says. But that's their playbook. And they're following it out and using the big lie. And this means that they are a fundamental, they have always been an undemocratic party, a small d democratic. They're not a legitimate um, party, a Republican party. They're not a legitimate party in a in a constitutionally limited democratic republic they are a the really they are the domestic enemies the founders warned us about that's what we're up against and we have to be incredibly honest about that and also motivated to do what it takes so when i was watching this the texas um they're at it again of course the voting bills and today they're here where is it i I was watching on MSNBC and they were saying that people are lining up today to go and they're in the overflow rooms. There were so many people at the, at the, um, wherever there, I don't know what it's called, the building (laughs) where they, uh, I guess it would be the Texas state Senate building. Um, but there were so many people there that they needed to open up their overflow rooms and there were people there to, to testify about, how this anti-democratic, how the anti-democratic bills, small d democratic bills that the Republicans are pushing, how they will affect them and and how wrong it is to implement them. And um, it struck me, so there was, uh, most of the people there were people with darker pigment, the people online and and in the overflow room. And it struck me, well, where's the, um, you know, zip ties? Where are the, where's the bear spray? You don't see them holding bear spray. They're not, they're not erecting a noose outside the, the Senate House. They're doing it by the book. And this is what, what the difference is. The people who are small d democratic, we're not the ones storming the Capitol, as much as the Republicans want to make the, paint that image as if it's both sides. This is what they do. And it is, it, it's cynical. And it is, it is not, I mean, it's really dangerous. And it's killing this country. Because how can you have um, a country that works when you can't even agree on what reality is. You're fighting. You're fighting nothing but propaganda. So, yeah, my name is Tara Devlin. Thanks a lot for hanging out. Wait, and thank you all again. I have to say thank you for your flexibility with the time change today and changing back and... I know it's annoying, so um, thanks a lot for being, you know, just being you, all right? Being you. And next week it will, we will have the show at 8, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know what works better. Whatever. You guys can tell me what you prefer. What do you think? I don't know, because I'm of two minds, because I think Saturday night, Don't people want to, maybe on Saturday, I don't know, maybe they're going out. Who the hell knows? What do I know? I never leave the house. I'm like a cat. 
I sleep approximately 16 hours a day, and then I get up and I do the show, and then I go back to sleep. So, anyway, all right. Um, but that anyway, let's get let me get my my head back in the game. I'm just looking at some of the 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 chat. Yes, Winston Smith says Glenn Beck looks like an Oompa Loompa. He really does. Doesn't look very good. Where's the other thing? Actually, there was another clip I grabbed. Where is the second part? Let's see. That's what they did. Why? Why, they'll ask us in 100 years, why didn't you stop abortion? I'm doing everything I can. Uh, there's a lot of us fighting. Because he's, he's saying that um, how he's really, what he's trying to say about, that's why he brought up abortion, is that their conservatives are making progress, quote-unquote, meaning um, they're dragging us back to the system the founders rebelled against, but they're doing it incrementally. And that's um, that's okay. This is what he's saying, and he's making a, a he's using abortion as an example against it right now. If suddenly the world wakes up and goes, "Gee, you know what? That is a baby in there. It's not a 1956 Buick oh like god. I thought it was." Oh my god! When the world wakes up, they will look at us, our generation, and say, "Why didn't you stop it?" Because the only way you can stop it is to start killing each other, and I don't know how that ends. Well, we saw a preview of that on January 6th. So, it, at CPAC, then, which is going on right now, they're promoting the big lie still. So, and everything, taking everything into account... This should be incredibly alarming to us. I know it is to me. I, it drives me insane. It makes it, it frustrates me beyond the, to no end, especially given the likes of Kristen Cinema and Joe Manchin. So today, another video came out of uh, that wonderful Christian, that that Christian fascist. Where is it? Oh, man. Don't tell me I didn't save it. Hmm. Yes. All right. Let me find it. Hold on a second. Of course, I fucked it up. My name is Tara Devlin. In the meantime, go and get, um, go to the, what do you call it? Patreon.com slash Tara Devlin and become a patron. That's it. Where is it? Where is this? Oh, there was a video. All right. Of... Hold on. Guys, this show is going off the rails right now. What's the guy's name? Ugh, I can't find it. They're thanking Kristen Cinema. He's a bunch of Republicans thanking Kristen Cinema. Let me see. And here it is. I got it. Okay, Republican lawmakers caught laughing while thanking Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema. I'm just annoyed at myself because I, I grabbed this video and obviously I didn't save it. I don't know why. Why didn't I do that? What the hell? I hate when I do that. It's because I'm doing 10 things at once. That's what happens. 
and every, something always falls through the, through the cracks. So here's, where's his name? What's his name? Oh, yeah, Rick Santorum, former, thank God, former Senator Rick Santorum. He's the one who brought the, uh, the, the fetus home to his children. The fuck? Where am I? Hold on a second. Something's going on with the with with the ecam. You didn't see me there, right? Picture in picture. Show picture in picture. What the fuck? All right. You can't see me, right? When I'm <laughs> This is fucked up. You know what happened? I had to reinstall Ecamm, and now everything is fucked up. Excuse my language, YouTube. Picture and picture. Let's do this. Let's see. What the hell? Alright, I'm not going to be able to play that video. This is so annoying. Well, anyway, in this video... Rick Santorum and the Republicans are laughing and uh, at the fact that Kristen Cinema and Joe Manchin are um, doing their bidding. That they're uh, that that and they're and Rick Santorum is encouraging those who he's talking to to give them a call and thank them. So this is this is from. TheWeek.com by Bridget Kennedy. A newly released video catches GOP lawmakers praising Senators Manchin and Kristen Sinema for effectively blocking President Biden's agenda by refusing to abolish the filibuster, even going so far as to ask conservative activists to flood the Democratic centrists with messages of gratitude. The video, taken by Democratic activist Lauren Windsor at 29 Patriot Voices, I mean, excuse me, it's called Patriot Voices, on June 29th, uh, includes appearances by former Republican Senator Rick Santorum, the one who brought in a fetus home to his children so his children could say goodbye. (laughs) You want to talk about giving trauma? You want to talk about calling a reason to call child protective services? Don't you think that would be what? What the fuck? What is going on with the show? <laughs> I just gave up and decided to end the show. I'm sorry. And those who are on the chat, I mean, on the podcast, I just put the end screen up. I'm I'm really annoyed right now because. Ecam is effing up my my whole plan for the show tonight. It's not it's not easy when you can't play videos I and have to describe them. It's really annoying. I don't know why that happens. It's so weird because I was I did a test earlier and then I had to contact Ecam and they were like, "Oh, that's unusual. Send us a video." And I did, and then it started working again and now it's not working while we're on the air. So, all right. Who cares? Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Or maybe not. I don't know. Do what you want. (laughs) 
Okay, for his part, Biggs conceded that without the filibuster, which has proven itself a huge barrier to much of Biden's agenda, we would have we would be dead meat. They said, "Thank goodness for cinema and mansion." Representative Byron Donalds, a Republican of Florida, is shown telling all of you in this room, people at home on Zoom, if you want to do one thing to keep the republic afloat, call Joe Manchin's office. Call Kristen Sinema's office. He and then he says the Florida lawmaker also admits to using Representative AOC as a pawn in appealing to Mansion, saying things like it makes my job easier as a conservative when AOC goes after the West Virginia senator. So they can say, oh, isn't that a shame? Santorum later echoes Donald's charge, imploring all attendees to call Joe Manchin and say thank you. Seriously, call them. Call Kristen Cinema and say thank you, he added. Our Constitution... Okay, here's another thing that is uh, something that we can discuss. Our Constitution was set up to protect who? Minority rights. Not majority rights. All right. That is, um, uh, that's a bit, that, that is kind of a stretch too. Okay. This is another thing that they, they say. Sure. The constitution is set up to, to ensure that the minority isn't abused by the tyranny of the majority, but it's not set up for minority tyranny and that's what we're up against and that's what they are the republicans are a minority party they receive fewer votes they represent fewer people and they have a rep and they have a minority ideology all right my name is tara devlin thanks for hanging out this is unapologetic liberal talk and this whole minority, um, that the minority is supposed to be protected, that's fine. Protect the minority. But what's, what are we trying to do? We're trying to stop the tyranny of the minority from preventing the effing majority from voting. This is what they're doing. They're standing in the way of the democracy. And if it was just that, when I said that, when it came out of my mouth, standing in the way, it's not just standing in the way. They are actively dismantling this democracy. And um, I was doing a video earlier uh, about um, Ashley Babbitt again, because, and we'll discuss it here again. We've been talking about it for a few days. Um, Because once again, Twitler comes out, and he's, they're all, I mean, he's going to be at CPAC, and I'm sure he's going to go on about who shot Ashley Babbitt. They're turning her into a martyr. We need to be incredibly um, alarmed about this. And it's a, it's just another example, um, another, um, another example of how much they are fascists. All fascist movements need, uh, need martyrs and they use martyrs and it's another box that they're ticking. Not only see, they're not apologizing for January 6th. They're not even conceding 
that it is an insurrection or was it's it and i'm saying it is an insurrection because it's still going on they are turning it into a um a, it's like the beer hall putsch that and there's it's so chilling to me they all of the similarities are right in front of our faces i mean forget this f and godwin's law we need to heed the lessons of history. Oh, you know what? And I've talked about the Godwin's Law before. And for years, bef- even when, uh, I mean, I can't even tell you how many times on corporate media or wherever they would say, oh, Godwin's Law, meaning that whoever mentions Nazis first um, automatically loses the argument. What are, I mean, we're talking about learning the lessons of history. It used to drive me insane. Because for a, for a long time, me and Mike Malloy and Robin Kincaid and sort of the, the liberal media, the independent liberal media, we would even discuss amongst ourselves, like, this is a fascist movement. And I would say that to people. I would say that to, to friends in conversation. And they would poo-poo it. Oh, yeah. No, man. It's not, they're not just a conservative party. It's not conservatism. They are, they're lit. I mean, if you take conservatism to its conclusion, you will get fascism. And that's what they are. The fringe is now the, in control of the, of the party. It's not, it's not a fringe anymore. They are in the driver's seat and they have, they have an autocrat in, uh, that they worship against every, every bit of reason it's beyond. It's baffling beyond belief. But their um, elevation to uh, of Ashley Babbitt to the level of martyr. I mean, we, we talked about it on the last show. She's she is the uh, horsed vessel uh, of the um, of the American right right now. Her, her horsed vessel was a, he was a bottom feeder. He was a uh, early adopter of the Nazi movement, and he was killed in a, in a bar brawl. I mean, he frequented lowbrow places. He was just a scum. He, uh, of course he was scum. You got to be scum to be an, adopt, an early adopter of, or an adopter at all of fascism. That's what he was because he's a loser. Fascism is, is the ideology of losers, that's why they, when the um, when the stock market crashed in the 30s, the Nazis were celebrated because it meant that they were going to get more dumbasses to join their cult. You can't you can't have a fascist movement if things are functioning, and the fascists, as Henry Wallace said, they exploit the fissures of disunity, and they attract losers. No one, and this is what we're they're attracting today. I mean, Ashley Babbitt was not a martyr. She unfortunately was a moron. Who I, I feel bad for her, but hey, we all have um, a duty, don't we, to to snuff out fascist con men who are trying to overthrow the government. Seriously, she's and she all over her Twitter feed, all over her social media were um, QAnon conspiracies. She was a conspiracy stupid. Whatever the hell. I mean, her brain was mush with Q. So, but that's what they're doing. 
So the um, the Nazis had their beer hall putsch. The Nazis in this party, the Republican Party in our day, have their January 6th. It's the same thing. And just like Hitler, so Hitler was sent to jail for his part in the putsch. And rather than atoning or apologizing, when he was, when he was sent to court, when he had to appear in court, he used it as another, st- another um, opportunity to spread the fascist ideology. And, ne- and being, a, being a Republican ne- means never saying you're sorry. That's the same thing, being a fascist. Being a fascist Republican means never saying you're sorry. And we're seeing a repeat of that event. So they had the beer hall putsch, and, and um, t- Hitler was barred from speaking and for, for a certain period of time. I, I can't exactly remember. It was a few years. And say, it reminds me of Twitter, be, of Trump being pulled off of his social media platforms, being deplatformed. So he's taken off these platforms, and he's not backing down. Not only that, all of the fascists, like the bats coming out of the belfry, are now backing him. You gotta be one of the um, one of the people who, in, in order to be um, in with the in crowd in the Republican Party, you gotta embrace the big lie. You have to. Um, you there's as as you see what's going on with uh, Cheney. And um, Kin- Kinzinger, this, anybody who speaks the truth is vilified and r- drummed out of the party. Here's an article. But one of the things that I notice is that what I'm saying, what Mike Malloy is saying, what Robin Kincaid, what we have been saying for years is now here we are. You know, I've been warning if we, it's almost like climate change in a way. We've been saying this for years and years and years, and now the earth is on fire. And when will it stop? And we will be proven right. The fact is, conservatism, when, and let me ask you guys a question, seriously, people in the chat room, have there, has there ever been a conservative warning um, that's come to fruition. Anybody? Because I, I, I could tell you, we've been warning about things like the fascist takeover of the government. We've warned about climate change. All of the things that progressives, that small D Democrats, that normal people have talk about, say, hey, if this A leads to B, leads to C, we better be damn careful. We better change course. It comes to fruition. Whenever the Republicans get on there, uh, start warning about something, what comes to, what, what, what do they warn about? They say socialist security is tyranny or, or well, um, Medicare. If one day, if we pass Medicare, we'll wake up in a country where we'll tell our children uh, about a time when men were free. It never, they never, it never materializes. Uh, Obamacare. Where's the death panels? Huh? I mean, how much do we have to endure with these right wingers? 
And I was thinking the other day how, remember during the Obamacare um, buildup when there were all the town halls and all of the freaking morons went to these town halls to scream and yell and, and poop their diapers? It never stops. We're always having to endure a tantrum from these from the right wing from the fascists who when it when it really when you boil it down they what what's their problem what is the real problem here it is that they can't they th- that they can't stand sharing a country with people who are different than them they they are the uh goldilocks of uh, of our government you know government is just right when if uh, as long as it serves them and the ways it serves them if it serves anybody else or per- perceived to serve anybody else it's too big government is too big it's this whole anti-government trope is part of the problem <sighs> Right? I mean, my name is Tara Devlin. <laughs> I have to say that because these are um, these are being cut up. Uh, the, that's why the music is here. They're cut in between commercials. We'd be added on Progressive Voices. So anyway, that's why it sounds kind of weird, I guess. But it, it's just I, I got to ask, you know, have there ever been has there ever been a Republican warning? about anything that's come to fruition. Can anybody think of anything? You know, none of them, none, none. But yet we still have to entertain them. And as they, as they have their tantrums, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the tantrums. And it goes, it does go back to, uh, for, for decades, this anti-government trope of uh government uh i'm from the gov the nine most terrifying words in the english language are i'm from the government and i'm here to help now what do you think george washington would say about that you know they love the founders they think that they were the salt of the earth so they they all they love to quote them and misquote them and wear their tri-corner hats and whatnot but what 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 did they do? They created a government, and these Republicans are saying that's the enemy. That's the enemy. So, um, what what do they really? It comes down to what do they love about America? They don't love America. They're confused by America, and they're making sure that everybody else is confused. And they're they are redefining for their dupes what what a patriot me is they're confusing the morons by saying that um just like we played that clip of of glenn beck saying that they basically the government that um the founders overthrew the king to make a a uh to put the people in charge not the government what the fuck does that mean the people so that basically means that you're everybody's their own island. Everybody's a sovereign citizen. This is what he's trying to say. But it is it's it's just this the the same old bamboozled bullshit 
the search for the superior moral justification for selfishness. And it is not, it's not a patriotic message. And it's not the message that this country was founded upon. The government, the the founders, uh, whoever fought, bled, and died to create this government, they didn't fight, bleed, and die to create nothing. They we form these truths to be self-evident, and it goes on to discuss how uh, men form governments and blah blah blah. What are you? Otherwise, why don't you go into the woods like the Unabomber and just live off the frickin' fat of the land? Right? I mean, I'm sick of them. And speaking of Ashley Babbitt, we need, like I'm saying, we need to be incredibly alarmed. And um, what, why I was bringing it up, bringing up fascism in general, and how I've been warning about fascism, not just me, but some of the other independent liberal talkers like Mike Malloy and Robin Kincaid, we've been saying this for years. Now, is it too late to do anything about it? An article in New York Magazine by Jonathan Chait, and he writes, the, the, the title is, The Chilling Message of Trump's Embrace of Ashley Babbitt Martyrdom. And he mentions um, the same thing that we've been talking about, the, the, how the, it's, it's similar. This is following a similar tra- trajectory as the, the, the destruction of, uh, of the Weimar Republic, of the German Republic. Let me just read a little bit from this article. And he writes, Last Thursday, Donald Trump announced a new theme with all his customary blunt force subtlety. Who shot Ashley Babbitt? He wrote on his official pseudo-president stationery. Those four words were the entirety of the message. Two days later, at his rally in Florida, he said more. He said, we all saw the hand. We all saw the gun. You know. If that were on the other side, the person who did the shooting would be strung up and hung. Okay? Now they don't want to give the name. It's a terrible thing. Shot, boom, and it's a terrible thing. Well, Twitler views terrible things like a a substitute for Viagra. But And then, speaking Wednesday about his lawsuit challenging his social media ban, Trump returned to the subject again. Asked about the insurrection, he changed the subject to the terrible people on the other side who were not being charged and brought up Babbitt again. The person that shot Ashley Babbitt, boom, right through the head, just boom. There was no reason for that. And why isn't that person being opened up? What Opened up like what? Uh, you want to take out his, uh, his innards and burn them in front of him? Like, you know, the good old days. And why isn't that being studied? Babbitt's death, while tragic, occurred for a very good reason. The Air Force veteran, who had been fully converted into the most dangerous and fantastical pro-Trump conspiracy theories, had joined the aggressive vanguard of the January 6th insurrection. Babbitt died trying to squeeze through a smashed window of a barricaded door that led to the inner sanctum where members of Congress were hiding from the mob. 
She wasn't a freaking hero. She was an idiot and an insurrectionist. That's my words. Talia Lavin's profile of Babbitt in the current issue of the magazine notes that her emergency, her emergence as a martyr on the far right, as Lavin put it, Babbitt is not only uh, is not the only Trump supporter who lost her life during the insurrection. Roseanne Boyland also died, but the manner of her death, trampled by the mob, does not serve the same propagandistic purpose. The whole point of Babbitt's centrality is that she was leading the mob violently forward toward its goal of threatening or killing officials who refused to cooperate with their objective of overturning the election result. Now, think about what that bitch did. Excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry. Ashley Babbitt did. The poor dupe. She, there was a, 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 a barricade. There were people with guns in front of that barricade. There was a the door was locked. They there were article there were uh, furniture piled up in front of it. Was that an invitation to jump through the window? They broke the window and she jumped through. They warned there were guns on the other side. What well, what did she expect? What did they expect? The, the, the Capitol Police are there to protect the representatives that we, you, me, and the rest of us send, in, send to Congress as our um, representatives of the people. So that bitch thought she knew better because of the con man. The con man told her in 2016 that he would only accept the election results if he won, but that's not good enough. She wasn't smart enough. To see the con. Well, and that's just goddamn sad. But either way, when you see a barricade and a locked door and a bunch of cops standing on the other side with drawn guns, what do you expect? You don't draw your fucking... Excuse my language. You don't jump through the window. Right. Thank you, M. David Sorabi, for your super chat. And Haiku says, "What did when I said what did she expect?" Haiku answered, "She expected white privilege, absolutely, because you know, you and I know, we all know that if this were actually Antifa, if this were especially if this were BLM, forget it. They wouldn't have gotten <laughs> to the inner sanctum. It wouldn't have gotten to that point." Because they would have had automatic weapons, um, and they would have been unleashed. A bloodbath. They'd still be wiping up the blood. We know that. Instead of wiping up the, uh, the feces, because the filthy, disgusting fascists, as, we were, as were reported, they, uh, they took dumps. In the in the capital, in our capital, I mean that's one of the things when I was watching that unfold, I, I it was infuriating, just the incredible disrespect of that. It, it made me so angry that they could do something like that, and now the Republicans, they, oh they they hey they're fine with it. In fact, wait, where is this insurrection? Insurrection. They are, here's, an, here's the next iteration of their uh, turning Ashley Babbitt into a martyr and re, 
redefining the day as a noble, um, patriotic gathering for uh, whatever, small d Democrats who are trying to save this country from what? Having a functioning Democratic Republic where the person with the most votes actually gets to serve? Hold on. Jesus Christ. See, I, I, that's why they are, I'm sure they're confused. Because for my entire life, the Republicans have, uh, whenever the president has been a Republican, it's despite receiving fewer votes. So I'm sure that's very confusing to them. How the person with the most votes finally gets to be the president. Unreal. So here, here, here's uh, another, the Trump supporters to hold a peaceful rally at the Florida, at Florida Capitol, demanding the release of January 6th rioter. The event is being organized by the Republican Senate candidate, and he is claiming that they are political prisoners. This is the next iteration of the redefining January 6th. And it's going to be like the beer hall putsch for these fascists, for the Republican Party. They will commemorate it with a holiday. They'll wear shirts. Where were you? Remember January 6th? And uh, Ashley Babbitt is a patriot. And who shot Ashley Babbitt? This will be their rallying cry. Instead of the, um, you know, horsed vessel lead, which was the, became the Nazi anthem where everybody had to stop when it was played and put their Nazi hand in the air. It'll be the same with when they discuss Ashley Babbitt. They'll be like, oh, in fact, they've already had vigils outside the Capitol uh, for Ashley Babbitt. And saying, well, uh, somebody, she died for democracy. No, she didn't. She died for a dupe. She's a dupe who died for a con man's lie. And the re- and it, it, this is unacceptable. The whole thing is unacceptable, especially when you think about what what's going on in this country and the voter suppression bills that are being pushed by the big liars who are spreading the lie and uh, justifying their entire attack on democracy by by saying that there there's voter fraud and uh, it's so unfair. It's yeah, it is unfair, but it's not in the way they're saying. It's unfair that we have to share the same air with people like them who are illegitimately taking this this government that they like they illegitimately claim the mantle of patriotism so here um this pro-trump supporters have organized a rally in florida this is from the independent uh this weekend at the state's capitol building calling for the release of political prisoners who've been arrested in connection with the january 6th riots the free our patriots rally has been organized by Republican candidate challenging Marco Rubio for the for his Senate seat, and is billed as a peaceful demonstration against the corrupt federal government. According to a press release, protesters are planning to gather on July 10th at 1 p.m. at the Capitol building in Tallahassee. 
Demonstrators will be demanding the release of all patriots being held as political prisoners by the corrupt federal government in relation to January 6th. On January 6th, pro-Trump rioters stormed the Capitol in Washington in an attempt to overthrow the 2020 election following a Save America rally hosted by the scum on the cancer, on the cancer, on the scum, known as Donald effing Trump. Can you believe what we're dealing with? And, and then we have what? What do we have on the other? We have what? Um, Kristen Cinema and Joe Manchin. Now, how do you think they're going to go down in history? Kristen Cinema and Joe Manchin. They're going to go down in his. Oh, thank God. These two were um, strong enough to what? Stand in the way of everything we need to do to stop this fucking coup? Excuse my language. I'm trying not to curse. It feels better when I don't curse. Well, it doesn't, actually. It feels um, sometimes because when you curse, there is some there is a, a release of stress. But I, I try not to do it because it's not good for YouTube. YouTube doesn't like it. And neither would my mother. So, really. And you're right. Haiku. What did she expect? What do they all expect? White privilege. And that's what they, what, that's their American birthright. That's what they have changed this country from you two uh, can live a decent middle class life to you two can not give a crap about anybody else but yourself and, uh, you know, do act act like a, a mongrel and with no repercussions as long as you are white we know it you see that that's what breaks my heart when i saw seeing the people lining up going into the texas uh, that abomination where they're trying to overthrow democracy in texas they're doing it peacefully legally and peacefully Standing in line, not like a bunch of morons, not like a bunch of freaks queuing on Q sent me. What is that? Q sent me. You're an idiot. You are an idiot. How stupid are these people? And I've said it before because if, if, because this is what they think with this Q idiot. It, it, you know, it's some, it's either some, some freak. They there there was an HBO documentary, and they 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 asserted that they unmasked this guy, whoever it was. It was just some freaking guy who loves the attention, but uh, and he runs eight chan or four chan or whatever though. But let's say it's either that or it's definitely somebody from Russian intelligence laughing their asses off at how easy it is. To, to destroy this country from the inside. They're using these, these idiots. And, and they could only do that by... Um, they can only do that. They, could, they would only be successful in a country that is what, uh, you know, the least upwardly mobile, the one with the widest income gap, where you're living check to check and can't save $400. They can only do that in a... In a country like this otherwise people wouldn't pay attention 
if the, if the economic disparity and upward immobility wasn't wasn't a factor in this in this country, it wouldn't take hold as um, as it has. Of course, some morons would always there were always morons that buy into the lies, but we it wouldn't be as uh, pervasive. The other factor that makes it so dangerous is really the media landscape in the country. And guys, you know the way I feel. I I believe that we will we will only win when we own the message. When there are more people who are understand what what it means, you know, what the what the real history of this country is, the liberal age of enlightenment, able to function in a country of 320 million diverse people, nation of immigrants, embrace that. That's what makes America so special. Not that you, I mean, the whole thing that um, they're doing with the, with the vaccination, not getting vaccinated, saying how this is, that's their, their freedom. Meanwhile, you know, on the, uh, on the other hand, they're whining that, uh, you know, the government is forcing them to stay home or wear a mask. Hello, my name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. Oh my God, we got so much work to do. And as I was saying, we need, here's the most important thing we have to do is keep the liberal media going and growing. I'm not kidding. Not just because I'm doing this show because I like doing it, but it's also like the same way I started Republican Dirty Tricks back in the day. I, I felt like I needed to get my my voice out there and uh get the liberal message out and you see how uh, effective it is when the when the you see i mean this is why the mercer family gave breitbart andrew breitbart that hack six million dollars to start Breitbart. I mean, well, he started it. That's how it happened. He started it, and then the Mercer family came in and gave him money to... They bought a townhouse in Washington, D.C., and he hired all this staff, and they still um, then they still fund that, that propaganda rag because they understand that without the message, they don't have anything. Because conservatism is is a anti-democratic ideology they need their propaganda outlets to spread their lies it's just like the nazis back in the day the nazis one of the first thing the nazis did with the help of a uh, a a rich benefactor was they bought a one of the fledgling newspapers and then they started churning out their their lies and you can only have a um, a successful takeover of anything if you own the message. More people have to believe in um, in the actual in the truth than the lie. You see what I mean? It's it's that simple. Because people are storytellers. That's we want to connect with others. This is what we do as human beings. They know that 
it's be it we it's been going on since of course you know i mean the the monumental events in the destruction of this country one of the worst things was the um telecommunications act it doesn't get enough attention people don't really understand that they think it's normal to have five transnational corporations owning every all the medium newspapers, radios, TV stations. This is not. It's not normal. It's not the way it should be in a country that is actually working for all. This is a big problem. But anyway, we have uh, there's so many problems. No one's even talking about the media aspect of it. Even though, I, I, and guys, you know, I go on about it because it's one of the, it's one of the things that next to money and politics, it's, it's the right wing media. It started with their um, labeling the media, the liberal media. That's how you know how disingenuous and nefarious they are because the media has never been the liberal media. And I remember getting into an argument with my brother-in-law, who was a Republican, at my former brother-in-law. And he would say, oh, liberal media, liberal media. And I'd say, there is no liberal media. I have a friggin' master's degree in communications. They do um, study these things. The media is not liberal. It is, uh, the, tr- the fact is, truth has a liberal bias. Yeah. And that's what they have a problem with. Just reporting the truth is somehow uh, a liberal plot. Oh, my God, I can't stand them. Uh, But they've been attacking the media. And now we have an outright fascist calling the press the enemy of the people. That's another thing. If you are a patriot... Anybody who's a patriot with a who with a brain in their heads should should recognize that and recoil from it like a from a hot flame so from the the uh, the con man coming down the escalator to his Lugan press to his Nazis are very fine people to separating people at the border because or just calling other to calling immigrants an invasion um an infestation the language of fascism it's always the same look all over the world democracies western democracies are on on a, on the decline and authoritarian dictators are on the ascension. We have Putin in Russia being called a president. Xi in China being called President Xi. There's no, what president is a president for life? Turkey, Duterte, uh, Erdogan, all of the autocrats of the world. They're still... Uh, you know, this is, this is, um, if, if we go into the future, I would hate to think that the, the, the ascension of democracy in this short period of time was just an outlier. And it, truthfully, it is. It is an outlier in Western civilization so far. But will it last? 
It can only last if we actively cultivate it. And at this point, what is going on? There's a there. They are actively dismantling it. And I and I really think that this is what gets me crazy is that certain Democrats, especially this is our this is the opposition party. They're supposed to be, um, you know, fighting these fascists. The fascists are not kidding around. Let's let me let me ask you guys if um, let's say Mitch McConnell was in power in control and wanted to stop the Democrats from voting, let's say, right like they are. And um, what would you and he just couldn't get to 60 votes to keep shoving his fascist ideology into the into the government and pro- proclaiming it as uh, patriotism. This is what they do. What do you think he would do? You think that he would abolish the filibuster? He certainly did that for the Supreme Court, the uh, illegitimate Supreme Court that the Democrats, for whatever reason, refused to label as such. It is an illegitimate Supreme Court. In my opinion, this is why uh, the liberal, the real liberal media is so important because it ha- this has to get into the head of every American that when you cross those lines, that's unacceptable. When you, when you manipulate and, um, and block uh, the president of the United States who received the most votes in two landslide elections from fulfilling his constitutionally proscribed duty that we entrusted to him, that the people entrusted to him, and we get this one turtle-looking MF-er with the Chinese spy wife uh, up with the corruption up to the wazoo saying, no, you don't. I'm going to manipulate the courts. I'm going to prevent you from doing that because one of the ways that we will destroy this constitutionally limited democratic republic is we will pack the courts. And that is a fascist tactic right out of the playbook. You don't have to, uh, this is what drives me insane when they say, oh, idea, new ideas, new ideas. There are no new ideas. We need some new ideas in here. We don't. We just need the ideas that actually work. You don't need new ideas. You need to uh, accept, or you need to all kind of agree, this is the goal. We want a functioning democracy? Okay, here are, here's what we need to do. We need to have a press that is free and fair, and we need to not interfere with that. We need to agree on the rules. And in every dis- um, every democracy, every republic that's been destroyed, this is what happens they start crossing the lines and then there are no there's no penalties for it and then those lines those lines never go back to its original shape it's like bending a plastic fork or spoon it never well it still looks like it you can maybe still whatever but it it's it will never be the same my name is tara devlin Oh, man, I can't believe it. That went so fast. This is uh, the end of the Progressive Voices show. Thank you for hanging out on PV. So become a patron at patreon.com 
slash Tara Devlin. And remember, we will win. Well, hopefully. Hopefully you'll become a patron. We can have a daily show at a set time or something. I don't know. Share the show with your friends. We will win. We're on the right side of history, decency, dignity, and democracy. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin, and I will see you. I'll see you. I swear. I'll see you soon. drop something and thank you richard w for your super chat another great show tara i'm sorry i confused people i saw some people on the chat saying what six o'clock seven o'clock what happened i apologize hi banter board hi all anyone remember me of course i remember you where you been i see you i see white rabbit What's this? Daily Show put a good piece together of Fox News in 2016 and then again in 2020 talking about the sanctity of the vote. Oh, yes. See how times change? J.L.Z.J. Like to see. Nice to see you. Nice to see you, Andrea. Nice to see you, Winston Smith. Yeah. I saw somebody sent me a little... (laughs) Where was this? On one of the videos, somebody from Australia commented. It's very heartbreaking, saying, "Yeah, we have fascists in our country too, but your yours are just off the charts. Good luck, or something like that." Let me see. Hmm, where is it? Well, just paraphrase it. It is. It must be baffling to... uh, And then somebody else sent a message that uh, America, you know, good riddance or whatever. Yeah. I guess it must be... It's for um, people in other countries to watch the, the the utter hypocrisy of this country and the the baby, the baby-ish. The infantilism. And speaking of, another thing that really, everything sucks, okay? Let's just, so we're all ca- caught up. And it's it sucks because we don't have people who um, are fighting effectively. We have Kristen Cinema, We have Joe Manchin. And the other thing, let me ask you guys, not just uh, eliminating the filibuster, let's say... Mitch McConnell had a couple of... Uh, centrist so so called what is a centrist whatever a couple of um fissured hemorrhoids getting in the way of his anti-democratic ideology small d democratic of his mission to destroy democracy and he could nullify or at least balance the scales a little bit if they made washington dc a state that would give the the them two more senators most likely to help you know with their with the republican anti anti-american agenda what do you think he'd do it would be it would already be done by now you get it the republicans are in they're actively employing another another uh tactic which is 
to d- delay, obstruct. We've witnessed it. They did it before. They did it to Obama, and thereby they did it to us by extension, which is another thing that shows you how evil they are. At the time when they obstructed uh, Obama, was he was handed an economy that was hemorrhaging 750,000 jobs a month. We were on the verge of another Republican Great Depression in 100 years. Now we went through the near third Republican Great Depression. And the, the tactic of the fascists were, was to obstruct when we needed help. The American people needed help. So what, what does that say? The Republicans are not interested in actually functioning democracy. They don't care. It's about power. And it always has been. And there, it's about keeping power. And, and if Donald Trump, the most unfit, filthy, disgusting waste of human DNA to ever squat in the White House, if, if they have to ride him to, to this destruction, they're going to do it. Because if they uh, really were... Um, if they really were patriots who, who loved America, why? You think they would inflict that filthy, fascist, tax-cheating, draft-dodging con man on this country who also um, is just a horrible person, a racist, a, a, a greedy sociopath? Nothing decent about him in any sense of the word. Yeah, the same people that whined about Bill Clinton getting a blowjob in the in the Oval Office, um, while they let him, this this one who's paying off porn stars in installments, a tax cheat, a draft dodger who who calls those who died for their country losers and suckers. They put him. Uh, somebody who comes down an escalator vilifying a minority group. I mean, that alone is vile and disgusting. If they really love this country, you think they would put that prick in charge? They would worship him? They hate him. They're just using him. They hate him, um, but he's a means to an end. And the fact is they hate democracy more. We better get a grip with that. We better, it's like, you got to accept it, right? Acceptance is the key. First step in change is admitting there's a problem. Well, the first step here is admitting that we don't have um, a Republican party that's interested in democracy, no matter what Nancy Pelosi says. If she pines for them like a battered spouse pining for an abuser one more time, I think I'm going to vomit. Take back your party. The American people need a Republican party that's done so much good? Jesus and Christ. Now that's going to go down in history like Neville Chamberlain waving, waving the paper. I hope, you know, when future generations see this, they'll, they, they'll know that we were trying. We're trying here. We're fighting. You know, but we don't have billionaire benefactors. We only have each other. 
We don't have, we have all, all of the forces of evil against us. It's, and that's, I'm not being hyperbolic. It's the truth. We're up against it. Yes, and F Pelosi, Andre on the chat. F her, exactly. Get lost, lady. Take a, take a rest, a time to sit down. Let somebody who could see the forest through the trees. Let somebody who knows that, I mean, you know, everything about Pelosi, they say that she's in, uh, the reason she's Speaker of the House is because she's such a good fundraiser. Well, if we get money out of politics, then that's a, a moot point. We don't need somebody who's a good fundraiser when you're not taking money from from corporations there's that's somebody that's living in the past get out we don't need somebody who's sucking up to corporate corp you know corporate anything that's part of the problem look at this uh what happened with toyota they don't give a crap they're funding uh, these 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 traders they don't care Oh, now they, one of the, now they're, they said, oh, boo, oopsie, where we won't fund the traders for the time being. Okay? So keep your eye on them. That's the way it is. We, we will fund them again when people start paying attention. That's the over, the underlying message. And thank you, Banter Board, for your two super chats. But where's this thing? Okay. Tom Cotton, I just wanted to, probably the last thing we'll talk about tonight. I hate them all. And here's another reason why they suck. So critical race theory, if I never hear that again, it'll be too soon. But it's, hey, this goes to show you how ridiculous Republicans are. They don't have the best interest of this country at heart. Oh, look at you. Stephen Lee. Tara loves baby spinach and blueberries. Oh, and he's talking about my namesake, Tara the chicken. Let me see. Oh, that's so cute. Baby spinach and blueberries. You need to take a video of that so we can share it. I had a picture of little Tara. Tara the chicken. I was going to put it up on the screen. Let me see if I can find it. How are the chicken? She's beauteous. She's a little golden chicken. Uh, won't come up. Chicken? Where the heck is it? Anyway, I had it. I had it somewhere. Why can't I find it? Hmm. I can't find anything. That's why I ask you guys to be patrons. I'm sorry, this is a one-man band here, and we have problems, not just emotional problems. Oh, wait, here, I found it. Technical problems. Look at Tara, the chicken. I need to get some chicken sound effects. <laughs> She's gorgeous. Girl, you're gorgeous. Don't ever change. Tara, the chicken. We can put her there. For now, we'll just put it right there for a bit, so because that will lower my blood pressure when I see Tara the chicken. I kind of look like her as a chicken, right? We ha kind of have the same coloring, right? <laughs> She's got some cool coloring. I should get the 
bring that into the beauty salon and say, I need to uh, do some color following this chicken. Do some highlights and lowlights on the chicken, using this chicken as a model. So Tom Cotton's t- slimy attack on critical race theories professor is full of holes. This is a, an opinion from the Washington Post by Greg Sargent. He writes, Senator Tom Cotton is f- calling for the firing of a U.S. Air Force Academy professor after she admitted to discussing critical race theory with cadets. <gasps> oh, my God. But even a cursory look at the Republicans' slimy argument shows how full of holes it really is. Um, This episode sheds light on a larger absurdity about the whole debate. Republicans keep telling us the mere discussion, discussion of such topics risks weakening our country. It's so it's so Nazi, guys. It is such a Nazi thing to say this is appropriate to talk about, and that's not appropriate uh, as far as our history is concerned. You know, uh, patriotic education. Oh, forget the 1619 project. The Republicans have the 1776 project, which they don't care. You know, because if it were 1776, they would be the ones wearing the red coats. You better believe it. If this were 1776, they'd be on the side of the king. That's the conservatives. They they wouldn't join the revolution. Are you kidding me? You think they would agree with a a million-dollar act of vandalism against the first transnational corporation with the Boston Tea Party? Now it's all, yay. They're so full of it. They're legends in their own mind. Just accept who you are. You're not patriots. You don't like America. Not only do you hate America, you're confused by America, and you're doing everything you can to ensure that America is dragged down to your level. Instead of evolving and growing into um, being a patriot, well, you could do it. You you just don't be a, a racist. You stop being a jerk. You stop being a selfish prick. You understand. Read a little. Read. Read the history of Western civilization and understand what this thing is. It's not the um, intergenerational aristocracy that you're rebuilding through your tax policies. That's for sure. It's a government of by and for the people, the general welfare Hey, I mean, with all the flaws of the founders, yeah, we get it. But the more we get closer to that more perfect union, that's when the Republicans can't handle it. They they poop their diapers. They say, you can't talk about this. Well, we have to talk about it. That's the thing. They They want to prevent us from doing the absolutely necessary work that we have to do in order to have a, a country that works for everybody. Get money out of politics. I mean, everything about what, they're t- what they stand for is anti-American uh, and anti-democratic, small d. Everything. Prove me wrong. Really, prove me 
wrong. Everything from when St. Reagan, this drives me crazy too. When St. Reagan went on, I'm from the government, the nine most terrifying words in the, in the English language, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. You could trace that to January 6th. I'm from the government and I'm here to help. And that uh, you could trace that, that bullshit from th- his filthy mouth to uh, someone taking a dump in the Capitol. Because you only do that when you hate the government. And if you hate the government, then what, what are you doing? You're not a patriot. This thing, this is uh, an, uh, an outlier in human history. People running for office, representing their communities. That's why the Republicans have to corrupt it. The problem we know is money in politics. Get money out of politics. We'll, you'll see how fast these, these little cockroach Republicans flee from so-called public service. They're not in public service. Look at Mitch McConnell. What the hell does he give a crap about? Kentucky? Kentucky's a crap hole. I mean, it's being propped up by my blue state dollars while he's living high on the hog with his damn Chinese friggin' um, spy wife. When was the last time he, he did anything for his constituents? But that's why they get their propaganda out there. That's Rush Limbaugh used to do. Now it's uh, the rest of them. But whatever, Dan Bun, whatever. I can't pronounce his name. And uh, all of them, just all the right-wing fascist outlets, OAN, Fox News, all of them. Lying, lying. And now, I mean, it never stops, too. It never, ever stops. They're not patriots. They're, they hate this country. They want more dead. They want more. I mean, 600,000 dead is not enough for them. They want more. Okay, so uh, as Greg Sargent writes, this episode sheds a larger light on the absurdity of about this whole debate. Republicans keep telling us that the mere discussion of such topics risks weakening our country. If people are told the military is racist, they won't join. Oh, such snowflakes. I thought we were the toughest uh, well, not according to Ted Cruz. We're a bunch of um, pansies. Well, the Republicans are uh, so fragile. Can't can't mention it. No one will join. Where's Tara Junior? Junior, look who's here, everybody. Look who's here. He's kind of look like me too. We're all we all um we all match. All the terror, the cat, the bird. Yes, you are a good boy. Can I touch your ears and just squeeze them? Okay, good. Thanks. All right, relax. Um, If the people are told the military is racist, they won't join. Oh, they'll become, they will be so overcome with shame. This is what it says. About their country, they won't defend it. Sorry, that might have been too loud in your ears. They're so, I'm ashamed. 
I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm ashamed of them. I'm ashamed of Tom Cotton. Who wants to defend Tom Cotton's bullshit? My glasses are crooked. This is often simply asserted as fact, but it is plainly absurd on its face, and Cotton's broadside provides a particularly illuminating example. Cotton and other Republicans are unloading over this op-ed piece. Yes. In the Post by Lynn Chandler Garcia, an associate professor of political science at the Air Force Academy. Oh, you mean she's in danger? The she's putting the cadets in danger of actually learning something. That's what the Republicans hate. They hate. They don't want you learning anything. They want you to go on QAnon. They want you to be a Q hole. So you can go and say we go one, we go all, and they want you to be an idiot. In other words, uh-oh, here he goes. He was trying to, why does he do this? Laying on my hands. Stop. I need them. I need my hands. I need my hands. I'm sorry. And they, I can see he starts like getting ready to just lay out across my hands. She also uses, where is it? Uh, oh, in, in it, Garcia says she teaches critical race theories as an academic framework to an analyze the fact that the founding and its document harbored duality between ideals of equality and the realities of inequality <laughs> and slavery. Gee, oh my God. I can't believe I'm so fragile. I, we can't discuss it. Well, that's the way they want. They want people to be as dumb as they are. Stupid enough to vote Republican. That's it. They want you to be dumb. And they also want you to not respect anybody else but yourself and not give a shit about anybody else but yourself. Not to see the world in anybody else's eyes. You're just, you're perfect. I'm an, I'm an originalist. Let's go original. I wish they were originalists. Why don't they walk around in diapers? Because they're originalists. They, nothing ever changes. Just shit in your pants, like originalists. Like you used to, like you originally did. Just shit right in your pants. Because you're an originalist. No, don't change. Wear diapers. I mean, some of them do, I know, probably in the spare time. That's a thing. They probably, oh, you know. You know, I, I remember listening to Howard Stern. This was years ago during the. Um, Republican convention years ago and he had a bunch of sex workers on the show and they were discussing the Republican convention that they you know working the conventions and he said well they said that um, they working the Democratic convention they worked the Republican convention and that the Democrats you know used their services but they just wanted regular sex usually you know but the republicans they said were uh you know interesting they wanted them to crush their their testicles you know things like that they hate themselves they want them to beat them degrade them because they have a problem inside they hate themselves and they're inflicting their manias outwards on everybody else 
And that's another thing I say all the time. Get help, Republicans. Stop inflicting your manias on the rest of us. Leave us alone. We're trying to have a, a decent society. You can have it too. Just shut up. That's the thing. Like, when, what, what are we doing? When we, when liberals get, a, get what we want, what do we want? We want you to have health care. So you can go and get the help you need. So you don't have to die needlessly without health care. Or we want you to have a living wage. We want retirement security. You know, you get to partake in that too. When conservatives get their way, what, what happens? The rich get richer. Everybody else is out here fighting over the scraps. But what, who wins? Them, the 1%. And they laugh all the way to the bank. Laugh at the, the dumbasses. The, making it so easy. You know, they may, that's the thing that pisses me off. They make it so easy on them to turn everything into um, the same system the founders rebelled against, the, where the rich run and own everything, and everybody else just awaits their reward in heaven. Right? That's what it comes down to. Um, the article goes on. Uh, the duality between the ideals of equality and realities of inequality and slavery. She also uses it to better understand structural racism that has been endemic in American society, and it employs and employs it for deconstructing oppressive beliefs. This is all anodyne stuff. The idea that the founding harbored that duality doesn't seem controversial. The op-ed doesn't describe the United States as fundamentally irredeemable. It treats prejudice as something that can be overcome and institutions as subject to improvement. Oh, wow. What a what a controversy. All this is a piece um, with... Oh, oh, wait. All this is of a piece with critical race theory's basic idea that we need to better grasp how... Racial disparities are perpetrated in law and in institutional structures. In truth, Garcia's expression of this is mild, even boilerplate-like. Yet Cotton sees it as a firing offense, as old Nazis would, clearly. That's just me editorializing. This is a Nazi thing. What do you think the Nazis did? They, they purged inst academic institutions. Of course they did. This is, you have to teach this. You can't teach uh, everything that was uh, in any way um, individual or, or uh, wasn't following their complete dicta, dictate, what am I saying? You know, their, their, their blueprint. That's what I'm, I don't know. I'm look, you know what I'm saying. I'm looking for words. Just even in art, too. All their art, it's the same thing. That's what they do, too, these right-wingers. They, every, oh, what's art? We played that video the other day. This is art. This is nice. This is crap. And um, how they, what did Twitler do? All buildings, uh, all architecture has to be classical architecture. Like he, like he knows classical architecture. It's because 
he's they're fascists. That, that's it. They if it if it acts like a fascist, it's a fascist. Absolutely. So yet Cotton sees it as a firing offense. Cotton says. We should not be teaching and indoctrinating our cadets to believe that our military is fundamentally racist, is a fundamentally racist institution. They love to use that word indoctrinating as well, when who's indoctrinating? That's what you're doing. When you're, not, when you're preventing a conversation, a much-needed conversation, what are you saying? Oh, the 1776 project. What are you saying? Can't fix perfect. So uh, we're not a fundamentally racist country? We, didn't, we weren't founded on racism? Well, why are there only white people founding fathers? For, I guess forget the mothers. That doesn't matter. Women are nothing anyway. Who exactly is going to want to raise their hand and take an oath to defend our Constitution if you believe what Professor Garcia is saying? Tara, stop it. I can't take it. He's trying to, he's just like move. He's, every time I put my hand down, he's trying to lay on top of it. Please stop doing that. I don't like it. I do not like it. Representative Mark Green similarly is also calling for Garcia's firing, insisting that if we denigrate the very principles of the founding, it will make service members ashamed. Oh, they're such snowflakes. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's very loud. I'm, I'm afraid to lower it, though. How's this? That's better. Oh, I'm ashamed. This is a strange argument. One assumes most people defending the Constitution do so in full, in the full understanding that it had to be amended a bunch of times to improve on some of its original defects, a capacity for rebirth and renewal that they see as positive, one that makes it all the more worth defending. Exactly. That's the thing. The Republicans, what, what they're doing is ensuring that the country sucks, that we never do what we need to do to make a, a more perfect union. That's what they're doing. Do they really need to be shielded from any discussion of those original defects? Can we get these freaks out of our government already? These less vote-getting fascist bastards? Can we get, get them out legally and peacefully already? All of them. All the, mor all, all the morons, all the fascists, all their enablers on both sides of the aisle. Indeed, Garcia explicitly quotes Thurgood Marshall referring to both the Constitution's inherent defects and its promising evolution. That argument risks inspiring shame? Really? Well, they should be ashamed. But they, if they had the capacity for shame, but they don't, you know what I mean? Shame is a, is a thing that we, that mother nature gave us so we could amend our behavior if necessary. We're supposed to consider other people and 
and know uh, what appropriate behavior is. And if we do something that's that's out outside that appropriate behavior, then we uh, feel a little bit of shame and we amend that. Be- and we say in our in our hearts, we say, well, don't want to feel that again. That's just, that's not good. So you don't do it. But what do they they know of shame? They don't... Look, I just want to show you. There's only a few minutes left in this show. So I'm sure I'm going to lose my picture-in-picture. But here's a picture. Wait, maybe I could do it this way. You want to see somebody who's got no shame? I'll show you them. Here it is. I gotta get on the phone to ecam. What the hell? No, never ends. Become a patron at patreon.com, please. If you can. Otherwise, keep the show. Uh, I don't know. Share the show with your friends if you like it. This is unapologetic liberal talk. I mean, if you don't think we need that, I don't know, man. We're in big, we're in more trouble than I think we are. Look, here's somebody's got no shame. Look, it's Tom Cotton in front of a bunch of headstones, a military cemetery. Who? He, he tweeted this out. You want to talk about shame? Who, who, who does this? Who puts a big grinning, ghoulish grin on? And stands in front of a bunch of dead people. Why are you smiling, you filthy, disgusting fascists? Well, I guess that's because, you know, dead Americans, that, may, that puts a big smile on the Republican face. They're not happy unless Americans are needlessly dying. But I, re- I remember this picture. And for those on the podcast, it's Tom Cotton in his uniform standing in front of some, I don't know if it's Arlington, but he's in a military cemetery with a freaking ghoulish grin. And he tweeted this out. And I think it might have been on Veterans Day or something or Memorial Day. But are you kidding me? This is, you want to see, no wonder he's clueless. He's got it absolutely backwards. There's nothing, there's nothing shame-inducing about having a conversation. (laughs) The chicken is staring at you. Banter board. Maybe I should put it there. She's staring at me. She's like, pick, 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 pick. But look at this. My God, a ghoul, a ghoul. Disgusting. But that's somebody, who does that? Now, really, let's let's discuss. Who who does that? Except somebody that absolutely is clueless, has no, is not a human. Because humans, human beings know how, um, how, how vile that is there's nothing you don't smile it's just it really is ghoulish and um incredibly disturbing 
why are you smiling in front of a bunch of headstones uh, in a military cemetery of people who died young many of them died young it's horrible it's absolutely horrible but this is what we're up against guys you know the drill oh come on junior now he's slapping the damn keyboard oh my god everything's going to hell look at this look at this cat he's going nuts my name is tara devlin thank you for hanging out we are unapologetic liberal talk on the right side of history decency dignity and democracy if you want more more of that and you know we need it become a patron at patreon.com slash tara devlin and we'll be back at eight o'clock next week at the same time but we will do more shows during the week we stick together we win sam i see you soon i fucked that up all right the 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 time it was just going down so quickly all right listen up guys guys yes i appreciate you for your flexibility thanks for hanging out thanks for all your super chats m david and richard and banterboard and stephen lee and of course for all the patrons in general for keeping the show going and growing share the show with your friends Thank you, Winston, on the chat. Great show, Tara. Thank you. Thank you, Winston. I can't do it without you. We're in this together. This is our show. We don't have the billionaire benefactors. We only have each other. So um, I can't do it without you. Yeah. 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 And we will win. They know it. So, okay, listen, listen, listen. Um, let's see. We will do some shows this week, of course. Become a patron. The sound effect level was better before, you said? Oh, okay. Hmm. I don't I wonder why. It's hard because in my headset, it sounds very loud. It's not giving me an accurate depiction or it's not whatever it's not accurate i hear it incredibly loud and i guess it's working when it goes out i don't know but thank you for that feedback all right my friends you know it we will win so tell your friends become a patron at patreon.com if you can give the show a good review on itunes Share the show with your friends. Share some of our clips. I'm trying to do more of these shorter clips. Hopefully that'll get the word out. Find us some more. Some more of uh, cool people to hang out with. And, yeah. This is, we, we have, I mean, hey, I don't know. You know how I feel. I feel that, and this is true. We won't win without <laughs> without the liberal media, so thanks for hanging out. Thanks for keeping the show going and growing. And all right, I gotta get the show ready for progressive voices. so I ha- I guess maybe we'll uh, maybe during the week when we do the show, we will uh, we'll open the phones that we haven't done that in a while. 
So if you want to call in, we'll do it during the week. That'll be nice, right? I don't know. Yes, Junior. All right. I can't believe it's 8 o'clock. Yeah, the best. All right, guys, 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 we will win. You know it. We're on the right side of history. They know it. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. We stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin, and I'll see you very soon. That's right, kid. <laughs>